Welcome back. We are in the 2023-2024 season. We are so close to actual football. Uh, This Thursday is the Hall of Fame game, so we're we're kind of technically back. So welcome back, everybody. This is Stupid the Spread versus the Spread. I am Alex. That's Mike. Uh, If you're listening, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we got uh, our YouTube as well. Um, So thanks for turning in. We're going to do like we do every year. Uh, two previews, one of the AFC, one of the NFC, and then kind of at the end of both, we'll just throw out our predictions for for the Super Bowl. But we're going to get right into it. Let's start with probably the, the toughest division, I would maybe argue, in the league right now, the AFC East. Mike, why don't you start us off? Tell us what you think and what you think is going to happen in this coming season. Um. So I've been... I've been reading a lot and listening to a lot about the AFC East and everybody's really excited for this division because there's been so much change and there's so much talent. There is so much talent. I've just been getting this weird sense all day that I feel like something cat, not catastrophic, but like there's going to be some sort of seismic shift in this division that sort of changes our expectations. Um, Because we look at it like, the Bills should be the best team in this division still, regardless of what the Jets have added and what the Dolphins have done and and the Patriots defense, which is going to be very like elite. The Bills should still be the best team. They dealt with so much last year. They have gotten worse on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Losing Tremaine Edmonds is not, you know, helpful. Um, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are a year older, but they get Hamlin back. Um, Von Miller's another year older. Um, So they have like, there are some concerns on the defensive side of the ball, especially with Sean McDermott now running the defense. Yeah. The offense should be just as good. I, I think the, the Stephon Diggs stuff is overblown. They add Dalton Kincaid, who I think is going to be a huge playmaker for them. That was one I was I was actually thinking about looking up like offensive rookie of the year odds for him, um, which would be insane. I doubt a tight end has ever won that award. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they should be just as good as they've been on the offensive side of the ball. Um, defensively is the only place where you say maybe they take a step back, but even then, you know, like they were, they haven't been elite defensively anyway, and they've still been Correct. winning a ton. So it doesn't really matter. I, I think that what the Jets and Dolphins have done is both are, are both exciting, but both have major question marks. The Jets obviously have their offensive line has not improved. I think everybody just assumes that it'll be better because they get guys back. And I think everybody thought they would address it in the off season. Um, but they haven't really. They signed Dwayne Brown. Mekhi Becton comes back. Elijah Barrett Tucker comes back. Um, so the Jets offensive line, if those guys can stay healthy, which is a huge if. Um, less for Barrett Tucker. His was a torn biceps. Rashawn Slater's coming back from the same thing. So I, though that's not really a recurring injury, but Becton's problems have been his knees, um, which for a dude who's like 370 pounds or whatever he is, is not getting mm-hmm. better. Um and then the Patriots, you know, Billy, Bill O'Brien reunites with Mac Jones. You, if their offense is better, their defense is good enough to certainly keep them in game. So um, I would say that, you know, from the outset, everybody's excited for what this division could possibly produce. And I think it will be similar to last year where all four teams are legitimately in the playoff hunt in the last, you know, four weeks of the season. Um, but it just feels like something is going to upset the status quo here. And I don't know if that's, Josh, maybe Josh Allen has an injury for the first time in his career that meaningfully like diminishes. And I don't mean like he's not playing as well. I mean, he actually misses games. Um, yeah. Tua is certainly not a guarantee to be healthy. 
Rodgers with that offensive line could, you know, and, and then if if he's out, you're back to the exact same Jets team had last year with Zach Wilson at the helm because they didn't address that position behind him. Correct. Um, and the Patriots, if Mac Jones just sort of flounder, like the, the Patriots could be catastrophic. Like it could mean the, like Bill Belichick could get fired in some world. Um, he, they could also win this division um, if some things break their way. So, um Overall, I just get the feeling that this is not going to be like something is going to change the landscape of who by the mid pole to the three quarter pole of this season um, is in is on track to win this division. Um, And so, like, as far as who you see taking it overall, I I don't know. I I think don't take the bills because it's just like it's tough to keep doing it at this level. But I don't like as as far as the other teams go, I don't know who you put, you know, your, your stock in right now. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think the bills are probably still, in my opinion, the best team. I do think they'll win the East probably by like a game and a half uh, when it all comes down to it. I, you know, I think if you look at the toughness of these teams, right? Like it would shock me if the bills are anything worse than four and two in the division. And I think that kind of propels them forward, right? Like even if you split with both the dolphins and the jets and you sweep the pats, I think the bills just are overall a little better. Um, And honestly, I, I see them like as long as McDermott dual hatting as, as head coach in DC doesn't, doesn't go South. I, I see them kind of maintaining that level. I think if you look at it, there's really no change between like no major changes between last year's Bills team and this year's Bills team. And I thought last year's Bills team was probably like a handful of plays away from maybe a little bit better of a record and and propelling themselves to the championship game uh, in the AFC. As far as like the Dolphins and Jets. Uh, if Tua can remain healthy, I think the Dolphins are probably just a smidge better than the Jets. Um, I mean, if you look at how the Dolphins started off last year, incredibly strong performance out of the gate, and then you had Tua get injured with the concussion and then following a couple weeks, another one, right? And I think if, as long as the Dolphins can keep him healthy, you know, Miami's defense is like sneaky good. Like, like no, I haven't heard a lot of talk about Miami's defense. They're like a top five defense in the league, I think, somewhere around there. Right. And and if they can dominate on defense and they could show the Bills like, hey, we're going to hold you to it. And this isn't going to be the shootouts that of old in the past couple of years. I think that that puts a lot of pressure on the Bills to try and establish the run, which they improved on from last year, from the year previous to that. But but they're still struggling, I would say. Right. And the Jets, I mean, the Jets are also a team that has such a great defense. And you're wondering, you know, with that O-line, is Rodgers going to do great? Um, or is he going to falter? Is he going to look old, right, as he kind of progressed in his career? I wouldn't say he looked like a superstar maybe the past two years. Um, and I think for the, the problem for the Jets, right, is the first six games of their season are hellish, right? You got Buffalo, then Dallas on a short rest, and then after the Pats, you got the Chiefs, Denver, and Philly, none of which are automatic wins, 
um, even with the Pats because they're an interdivisional rival, right? So I think it's like anything above three and three for the New York Jets starting out is good. And I think you're going to see a lot of people like, oh, the Jets were supposed to be good, but now they're three and three. Like anything better than that in my mind's good. And then they have a much easier go around by week seven. Um, so I like the Bills. I also, I'll start off here and say I think the Dolphins and the Jets both make the playoffs as well in the wild card. Um, as far as plays, I'm going to play bills over 10 and a half wins this year uh in the regular season jets to make the playoffs and then i don't have any bets for the miami dolphins um but i would say look at the under bets for the first few weeks uh because they have such a good defense in their front seven and their secondary that i don't know that everyone's gonna identify that as a as a under lock for like the first three weeks um because typically in the past dolphins have kind of gotten into shootouts but i i, I do like all three of those teams. I, I'm not big on the Pats. I think the old Pats are the old or dead. Uh, I don't believe in Mac Jones. I, I really don't, you know, Bill O'Brien's a great offensive mind, but like they have the toughest ranked schedule in the league. They're only projected to get seven and a half wins. I just don't see them pulling anything out. Yeah. I, I think with the Pats, like I, I don't believe in, in Mac Jones either, but I think he'll benefit just from more competent coaching and their defense. It, like if, if, if everybody's sleeping on Miami's defense, everybody's really sleeping on new England. Um, they've added pieces to a defense that was already fantastic. Um, they're going to win a lot of slugfest games, um, but they always do. So it's like, I, on one hand as a Patriots hater and a proud Patriots hater, I see what you're saying. And I, um, <laughs> And I hope they go like three and 14 or whatever the record is now. Um, But I just, they're always competitive. They're going to beat teams with younger quarterbacks because they always beat teams with younger quarterbacks. They're going to give them a home's hell when they play them. Like they're, they're going to be a very good defense. It's just a question of how, how good is Mac Jones? And if he's good enough, they could, they could be a contender. I don't think, I think they will be in it way longer than anybody probably thinks they should be. Um, just cause that's, that's the way they work. Um, as far as plays, I would, I would say stay, I would take, I would stay away from the bills just because I, I do. It feels like, not that I don't believe that they're going to be good. It just feels like something is going to change. Like I said, change the dynamic here. I think both I, dolphins at plus 300 is what I'm seeing right now for the division. That's pretty good money for them. If that's two not bad. Healthy. Yeah. Um, Jets 250. I like the skeptic Jets fan in me just says, don't take them until they show it um, ever. Um, yeah. So, yeah I, I think if you put a gun in my head, I would say Dolphins plus 300. Uh, I do like the Jets to make the playoffs as well. I think that I, I think if, if this line is anywhere, you know, maybe sprinkle like all four teams to make the playoffs. I, I doubt you can get it anywhere, but um that would be I I would say it's probably a very long shot just because of how good the AFC North is, which we'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think at least three teams here are going to make the playoffs, and if one of the one of the favorites, as we consider them, that being the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets, takes a step back, I think that creates a vacuum where the Patriots might um, step in there and take a, uh, another wild card spot. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot. Every team in this team contend. Every team in this division contend for a playoff spot. I think you'll see every team overall holistically for the AFC, and I, I think you'll see every team in the North 
contend for a playoff spot. And then I think the West and the South are really where um, the AFC falls apart. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, but I also, I, I, I would say expect the unexpected here in this division overall, because I, I just, it, it's never going to play out this way where you have like three 12 wins. It just somebody's going to have an injury, somebody's going to have a problem, and it's going to really tank their stock. So, um, yeah, um, congratulations, I, Dolphins! You got me to to pick you to win the division. <laughs> I I don't hate it. I I I just uh, I'm not sold on the Pats this year, honestly. And and like I'll kind of regurgitate the same comment here about the Steelers and probably a little bit about the Browns. But as we talk about you know, the AFC North, I think the Ravens and the Bengals are your top two contenders. I think it differs from the East a little bit in that regard where the, I, I don't see the Browns and Steelers as much of contenders. Brutal honesty, until the Ravens show me that they can keep Lamar healthy and happy for the entire season, I I don't necessarily love the Ravens. I think they have some systematic issues that have kind of been held together because Harbaugh is such a good coach. I think the defense leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, but, you know, they are the second best team in the division, at least. Um, and they have a strong chance. To, I, I do agree, or I would say they had a strong, they have a strong chance to, to overtake the Bengals. Um, but I just think there's a lot of risk in, you know, it, not that he's historically been injury prone, but just mobile quarterbacks we've seen, right? Unless you're as big as Josh Allen, like there's a chance you get hurt. You look at it with Tua a little bit with Mahomes in the playoffs, right? Like I, I think there's an increased risk, and I think that increased risk, as opposed to like more of a pocket passer like Joe Burrow, I think that creates a little bit worse of a chance for you. Um, but I, I want to see how the Ravens kind of react with a new offensive coordinator. I, I that for that reason almost alone, plus maybe some off season like not so great happenings with Lamar and his comments initially, and then kind of walking those back. I, I I'm going to taper my expectations with the Ravens, but it wouldn't shock me at all if they, if they won, if they won the division, I certainly think they have an like over 50% chance of making the playoffs. Um, I think the bagels are the best team in this division. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is probably the second best or best pocket passer in the league. Um, he Burrow got injured, quote unquote, at camp, but they're saying it's very minor. So I don't even think he's going to be projected to miss any kind of game. Even even uh, he might take it preseason, you know, a little more careful. But that's about it. Um, and they have one of the best receiving cores in the league. So I mean, if you aggregate that with like what the division has to offer, I, I see some value with Bengals plus one twenty five as the division winner. Um, as far as Browns and and Steelers for the Browns. I, they're, they're okay. Like, I think they're like a 500 ish team. Um, you know, if you want to call it karma or history, uh, it just, the Browns have never struck me as a franchise able to kind of overcome that hump, uh, and, and become the team that they could be with the talent they have. So unless Stefanski, you know, does a great job of bringing that team together and unless Nick Chubb has like, unless he's basically the presumed MVP winner by week 13, I'm not too high on the Browns this year, and I don't really think we'll see them in January, February. Um, I kind of lean under nine and a half wins for them, but I'm not dedicated to it. And then as far as the Steelers, I, I I think this might be the year you see Tomlin start to 
get out the door. I, I think the Steelers are really weak this year. You know, I don't believe in Pickett that much. I would be shocked to see them above 500. Um, it, to me, nothing stands out. They're, they're not a horrible team. They're not a bad team. But are they better than eight and a half wins, nine wins? Are they going to, like, impress anybody enough come late January to make it out of the wild card? I don't think so. So I'm I'm going here with Bengals division winner, Ravens probably to make the playoffs. Um, but those are my kind of picks and thoughts on on the North. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I I think I'm a little probably higher on the Ravens than you are. Um, yeah, I I still think I still think the Bengals find a way to win this division. I. Burrow's mm-hmm. injury seems like it's a little bit more serious than I think you probably he, – he's not going to play in preseason, I don't think. They said several weeks. He'll probably be – they'll probably get him ready for the opener. It's a strained calf. I can't imagine he would be out for any significant amount of time. But it was non-contact, which I think scares a lot of people. Um, so mm-hmm. until he plays, you don't really know. But um, That's true. That's true. But I think overall um, – yeah, I still think Cincinnati is the favorite, should be the favorite. I think the odds should be a lot closer than they are right now. Um, because right now the Bengals are plus 160. Eh, I guess um, Ravens plus 210. They're basically there. Um, but I think it should be like 175, 190 to me. Um, and the only reason I say that is because I think new offensive coordinator, Lamar signed his deal. And they have Andrews. Um, and Isaiah likely at the tight end spot. They get Ronnie Staley back as a left tackle, and his wide receivers this year, and I don't know how many people realize this, his wide receivers this year are Rashad Bateman back from his injury, Aguilar, Odell Beckham, we'll see how long he stays healthy, and Zay Flowers. Um, That is a really really – he goes from having no weapons to having a lot of weapons. Um, And the same thing with – and – are they top tier? No. Is anybody going to say that the Ravens wide receiver core is one of the best in the league? I don't think so, nor should they. But I think that it's going to be a lot better than what he's had in the past. Um, and I think Dobbins will be healthy. They'll have the running backs like they always do. Um, so I think overall the Ravens offense should be better. Um, their defense is going to be their defense, it feels like. I don't Like you could take the year personnel – coordinator off the board, the Ravens defense is always going to be the Ravens defense. It's always good. Don't, don't ask me to explain that. It always will be. Meanwhile, uh, like if, if you're, I'm talking myself into the Ravens, the Bengals did get better on the offensive side of the ball. Their offensive line should be a lot better. The Bengals wide receivers are still their wide receivers. They did lose both starting safeties from last year. Um, so I think this, their front seven is still going to be pretty good. They still get after the quarterback. It's just whether or not they're going to be able to cover. Um, that kind of concerns me. Now they should still be able to play in a shootout with anybody. And that's why I think they'll still be fine. Um, I think it'll be a very close two horse race. Um, as you said, between the Ravens and the Bengals, I think, um, I, I think the, the Bengals, honestly, I think you're right. Ha- are kind of undervalued as I talk myself back the other way, um, based on the fact that, you know, they should be the better team and are, um, over plus 150, which I think is good money for a division favorite. Um, So I think I would lean there. I So on the other two teams here, I'm high on this division overall because I think the talent level is pretty good. Um, That's fair. I I think there's 
there's key players and key positions that are very good in this division. Yeah. I just don't know that when it comes together for these other two teams that it it works. Yeah, I think when you look at the Browns, obviously they're all in on Deshaun, the, the creeper man. Um, and whether or not he works out, it it you're right. I think this goes one of two ways, realistically. I think either the because the Browns before Deshaun and they didn't trade players; they only traded picks to get him. Had a very talented roster, and we're probably a quarterback away from being a, a legit contender in the AFC. Um, so, if all those things are still true, they should, like on paper, be able to come back and compete at a very high level, even in this division. The so if Deshaun figures it out and turns somehow into reincarnated Deshaun Watson prior to uh, his troubles. Um, they should be very good. Um, if he doesn't, I think Stefanski might be one of the first coaches fired um, because they've committed. They've committed so much to Deshaun, both draft capital, money, public perception. Like it, they've invested in him more than I think. Like when you look at it holistically and how, like they pissed off every owner in the NFL. Yep. Like they, how how much they've they put all of their eggs in the Deshaun basket. Um, they yeah. don't have a choice to just say, Deshaun's the problem, we're going to move on, without at least changing the entire staff, like their, their approach organizationally, before they decide they're going to go in another direction at quarterback. So um, that's why I say the, the Browns easily have the most variance out of any team in this division and maybe in the entire AFC um, because yeah, they could, if things shake out right, they could get what they want and they could be really, really, really good. If things go horribly, it could turn into an absolute dumpster fire. And then they're going to be the laughing stock of the NFL again, because they trade for a guy who is a alleged sexual predator uh, and dumped everything into him and it blew up spectacularly. So it, it just, it turns into a very boomer bust, you know, sort of scenario here. I think they kind of middle out. Like I, I could see them as a 10 win team. Really? Um, I saw somebody who had like a YouTuber who had uh, this division having three 12 win teams, which I don't even know how that's possible. Um, like I, I, yeah, I, I didn't try to do the math on it, but that's crazy. <laughs> um, which one of the, yeah, one of them was the Browns. I'm not that high, but I do think, like, uh, and nobody's going to – I don't think expectations are that high for the Browns. I think internally they're looking at the boomer bust scenario I just described. But I think externally not a lot of people are really paying attention to the Browns or putting a lot of pressure on them. So I think it's one of those where we look around week 15 and then all of a sudden they have eight or nine wins and they're really actually in the hunt um, to make the playoffs and it uh, and everybody's sort of shocked by that. And – I think that that's certainly possible. And then moving on to the Steelers, I just – Tomlin's a really good coach. Kenny Pickett showed some promise at the end of last year. They've only gotten better, especially in the offensive line, which I think was probably one of their biggest problems. Um, their defense should be better, and they're always a frisky team. So I, that's why I think – I look at the AFC East and the, the AFC North very similarly in that you have – a bunch of teams who you could see a world, actually every team where you could see a world where they make the playoffs. Um, and that includes to me, the Steelers and Patriots. I actually think the Steelers on paper 
might be a better team than the Patriots, given their, you know, the defense, not as good as the Patriots, but I think you can make the argument that their offense is probably better talent-wise. So overall, I, yeah, I I think realistically this comes down to the Bengals or the Ravens and whether or not Lamar gels with his receivers, I think that's a big part of that because I think they're going to be very good if he does. Um, but I wouldn't, I'm not as low on the bottom half of this division as we see it right now as you are. I think these will be the two divisions that are, are really providing the bulk of the AFC playoff spots. Yeah. I, I should clarify. I don't think the Steelers are going to be terrible. I just think if you look at the, like, if you look at the Browns, right. Early by in week five, you know, hellish middle of the season ending with with two good teams. I think that's tough. And then when you look at the steel, I, I just don't, I don't see what they see in, in Kenny Pickett. And, and I could be, I hope I'm wrong, right. For the sake of Steelers fans. And, and I like watching Tomlin coach and, and honestly he gets his guys up. So anything that would be considered a disaster of a season, I just don't also see happening, but I see the Steelers is like, like if the Steelers were eight and nine or nine and eight and not in the playoff conversation, I don't think anybody would be surprised come the end of the year. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I was going to say, I, what is the Steelers uh, team total over? It's uh, eight and a half wins. Yeah, I, I, if I was going to guess, I would have guessed it was eight and a half. I'm assuming the Browns are probably uh, one nine and, and a half. Nine and yeah. a half, yeah. Yep. yeah that, those all feel right. Like, I, I can yeah. see the, the Browns yeah. being a 10-win team. I, I'm assuming the, the Bengals and the uh, Ravens are somewhere around 12. Um I think that they're feels- like 10 and a half or 11. Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, maybe you, you take the team that you like out of those two on the over. Yeah. Um, I personally, I think the, the Bengals for the money as far as the division winner, probably the better uh, bet here. But I, I don't shame anybody who thinks the Ravens might take a step forward. It's just we've seen we've seen the Bengals do it, and we haven't seen the uh, the Ravens do it with Lamar in this iteration and a new offense. So there's, there's also a lot of variance there. I don't think like the floor is that low. Uh, I mean, I think the floor for the Ravens is they're about as good as they were last year, probably better if Lamar plays all year. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think the ceiling for them could be really, really, really good. Um, So yeah, I, I think stick with those two teams, but overall I would be high on this division if you're putting in um, any sort of preseason win total bets. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, moving on to to uh, maybe a division where you don't see as much promise in the AFC South. Um, I, I'll I'll let you go first because I you know some of these write ups that I did uh, didn't contain much other than woof. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, uh, I should clarify the Jags will be good, but we'll get into that. But go please go ahead. The Jags should be. Good, but that I, I, as far as AFC contenders, like they're not like it, what are they out of the teams that we've talked about? They're probably closer to the Browns than they are any of the the Bengals or Bengals, Ravens, Ravens or Bills. Bills, Jets, yeah. Dolphins. Like they're like as Unless far as like, goes teams off. That, yeah, and that's not even we're not even talking about the Chiefs yet. So yeah. Um, so I think that uh, I, I think the Jags will be good. They'll win this division, or should bear, like really almost definitely win this division. Um, 
It's uh, besides that, it, it's rough. I think there's excitement around the young quarterbacks uh, in the rest of this division. So, I, I mean, and Jacksonville too. Obviously, starting with Trevor Lawrence, I I think if he gels with Ridley, they might be a lot better. Um, they, they're fully young teams. They've only or fully young talent. They've only gotten better. Um, obviously, made the run of the playoffs last year. Won that game against the Chargers in classic Chargers fashion. Um, so. They, they should grow with confidence from that. Doug Peterson's a good coach. Um, I I think they'll be better. I don't know that that lands them in a, a spot where they're necessarily like a bona fide conference contender. Um, yeah. And we're, when, we t- when I'm talking about that now, it's because like the division conversation here doesn't matter. Like I could go out on a limb and say like Trevor Lawrence is going to get hurt. Jags will suck. Some other team will win this division and then lose in the playoffs. But that's right. like – that's like the outlandish scenario that of course injuries happen. So Right. It's like when, it's like celebrating a wild card win and then getting immediately knocked yeah, out. Yeah, smoked by the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. But like who cares? Yeah. So so like so when you look at this division and you look at it compared to the rest of the conference, it's just there's not a whole lot to be excited about. I think the Texans might actually be relatively like not unwatchable um I, I and so here's one i think the texans might finish second in this division um what yeah i hear me out okay <laughs> if if cj stroud's really good their offensive line is not an embarrassment okay they just signed uh what's who their left tackle um I'm pretty sure he got a big deal in the offseason. Um, I'm blanking. They drafted him like two years ago. Nobody thought that pick would work out. Um, Tunsil? No, they traded Tunsil, right? Or maybe, no, you're right. It is Tunsil. Sorry, they traded – or I was thinking of Cyrus Howard, but um, yeah. yeah they, so, I, like, they have Laramie Tunsil. They have – they bring back Mechie, who will be healthy. Um, they bring back some weapons. I think the defense will be better just because D'Amico Ryans is now coaching it. Um, and so I could see them being frisky, whereas Tennessee, I see nothing but this team trending downwards. Um, Tannehill's still going to start. They signed DeAndre Hopkins. Fantastic. I I don't think, I I think if anything, the Titans continue this downward trajectory that we have, they have. I don't think it's, Vrabel's fall. I think Vrabel's a good coach. The, the only too. knock on him you really have is that like the defense hasn't really gotten better since he's been there. Um, and, and they also I think, haven't really drafted that. Yeah, exactly. well, that, I think that's the counter argument is that that Vrabel's not the one making draft decisions, but also like you, he's a defensive guy. You can pay to develop the defensive talent. I just I, I feel this like this is going to be the year where the Titans go into a full rebuild. Um, after this year. And, and I think it starts like they already got a quarterback in Will Levis, Tannehill will walk and they'll start the new iteration of the Titans after this year, which I don't, I don't think leads to success on the field this season. Um, so I think, I, I think out of the teams where I'm like, could I see a world where they're better than expected? I Indianapolis, I don't think so. I've been on the record as like a, uh, I'm down on Anthony Richardson sort of person. Um, I think he's an incredible physical specimen, but I think 
when we talk about, you know, everybody loves to make the comparison to Cam Newton, but Cam Newton had way more on the field success with way less talent than Anthony yeah. Richardson did at Florida. Um, so I think, I think Richardson will be, will be probably fine. I just think he's going to struggle out of the gate and that'll knock the Colts out of contention. And I just think around him, there's not too much to get really excited about. The offensive line is not what it used to be. The weapons are kind of meh, except for Josh Downs. Shout out Josh, Josh Downs, go heels. Um, and then, like, the defense is going to be mid to below mid. Um, so, like, there's nothing really to get get excited about to me with, um, with Indianapolis as opposed to the Texans. I think if things break right, they could take a step forward. Again, I'm looking at there's I think there's more variance there than the other two teams. Um, overall, this division will probably be very bad. Um, the Jags should walk to a division title, mm-hmm. um, and then like we talked about, they're just I just don't see them as having yet overcome uh, some of the bigger contenders in the AFC. Yeah, so I'll start out. My favorite play from the AFC for this year is Jags division winner minus one fifty. Um, I I personally think that I'll start off kind of going in order here, but I think the Houston Texans are probably about a year and a half to two years into a five-year rebuild. I don't hate what they've been doing, but if you have a new head coach, defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, uh, and new quarterback, I, I don't think that gels in the first 17 weeks of the season, right? Even with a weak division. Now, I could be wrong. But if I'm looking at their schedule, right, and I'm looking outside of them playing the Colts and the Titans, the Texans are only favored, in my mind, maybe against two teams, the Bucks, who are going to be terrible this year, and we'll talk about that, and the Cardinals, who are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year, who I also will talk about that in the NFC review. But I don't see where the Texans get six and a half wins, which is their total, um, and I think they probably need a that year. Is, that's year. extremely high. I'm I'm high on the Texans, but I think like seven wins would shock a lot of people. Yeah, with with a week seven bye, so you don't even have that late season bye to maybe like get over the hump on teams that have just quit, right? So like I, I'm I'm kind of out on the Texans. Uh, you know, seeing them play last year was you know violently upsetting um, at times. So I look, there's hope for the Texans. They're doing the right things. But what you got to hope is that D'Amico Ryans is able to coach C.J. Stroud up and then everybody kind of gels moving forward. Yeah, I think I do think yeah. six, six and 11 and they'd be like, that was better than expected. Um, Correct. Correct. So like they could hit the under and you could still be like they're frisky, um, especially if like Tennessee and, and Indianapolis sort of implode. Right, anyway, right. Continue. And you probably get one like frisky win against like the Saints or some shit, right? But uh, as far as the Colts, I I have below average expectations for the Colts. I think they're a little better than the Texans. Um, I, I'm a little higher on Anthony Richardson, although I think comparisons to Cam Newton are, are still a little aggressive, right? You got to see the guy play a snap in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed watching him when he was playing at Florida. He had his moments that, that were showed some potential there. And I think with most QB prospects in the NFL, like, you give the guy the chance, and the same with C.J. Stroud, right? You give the guy the chance. It, he could, you know, if in five years you were looking back and we're like, Anthony Richardson's playing in the Super Bowl, wow. Like, that wouldn't shock me, 
right? I think he has potential. Um, but as far as the rest of the Colts, like I, I, I don't see them really being in contention. I don't see this division being in contention for like the conference. And I certainly don't see the Colts in the contention for the South. Like I said, I think the Jags kind of walk away with this division. They're well positioned to improve from the over 500 season they had last year. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. He's finally found his groove. I think he'll find it even more in this third year where he's like really getting after it. Um, their offense and defensive lines will kind of leave something to be desired for the Jags, but you know, it's going to be an offensive center team. Um, I, I don't think their defense is going to do them any favors, but I think they're going to get ahead of a lot of the teams in their division. And I think they're going to do fine outside of the division within the conference and, and outside of that. Um, so I, I see Jacksonville kind of walking here into a division win at about nine to 10 wins. I, I don't think that's outrageous as far as the Titans. Uh, yeah, they're in a downward slide. I don't want to see Vrabel go. I hope that's not the narrative or conversation that starts to happen, but the Titans are favored only in four of the 16 games they have right now in the preseason line. And like a third of those are playing and, and of the four games that they're favored, the two that they're favored, <laughs> two of those are the Colts and the Texans at home. And they're not even favored against the Colts and the Texans when they're away, when they're playing them, uh, away. So the expectation is that the Tennessee Titans are going to be very bad. Their over-under total is 7.5. I lean under that. I, I think unless Derrick Henry goes crazy and Mike Vrabel is able to pull these guys, like, kicking and screaming to a couple wins, I don't I don't see the Titans being good. So I think the Jags kind of walk away with the South like we kind of been talking about. Yeah, I think that when you when you say that, the odds don't really make sense because, like, you're, you're saying you've got – you see the Titans with a um, – Seven and a half win total, and we just said the Texans are at six and a half, but the Titans are plus three forty to win the division, anywhere from three ten to three forty. And meanwhile, the Texans are plus eight fifty to a thousand. So like yeah. I guess I, I guess that reflects like the optimism if the Titans go back to being like the the team that made the AFC championship game, but clearly doesn't have it as a Super Bowl contender. Right. Like maybe they they pluck the division off the Jags, but like overall their teams are very pessimistic. I, I yeah, I agree with you. I just, I don't see it. I just don't yeah. see it. I, and, I, and I think that shows in the fact that they're just not favored in a lot of games. Um, I mean, like they'll get they'll get Burks. You know, Burks and Hopkins on the outside should be a pretty good tandem. Their offensive line, I can't imagine it has their. I, I can't imagine their advanced numbers are any good. And they lost Terrell Lewan retired, so they like yep. they had to plug holes there. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I, maybe we're just not seeing this team come back to fruition and, and they're probably more dangerous than the fact that everybody's been doubting them, but like, especially I, with Vrabel. Yeah. I'm sure I'll eat these words and they'll, have yeah, exactly. Like he'll just, and... he'll probably just find a way to make it happen and we'll all look like morons. Um, cause they'll just keep beating teams that nobody <laughs> expects them to be. Um, yeah, and so like seven, maybe maybe I'm talking myself into like over seven and a half, just because like even like eight and nine is still below five hundred. But like this team, might, like they might just be the Patriots too. Like they might, yeah, they might just be like eight and nine, not make the playoffs, but are not bad. Um, especially in that division where if they, you know, let's say they go three and three, losing both games to the Jaguars and splitting with either the tight the Texans and the Colts and then sweeping one of the other two teams. Like that's eight and nine is probably like the it honestly 
for the Titans as an organization, that's probably the worst case scenario. Like you'd either like no, you'd either know want to know it's not going to work, or go back to what you were doing. But right. being squarely eight and nine, like ten to fifteen pick in the draft, and just don't know what direction you're going in again, really doesn't feel like a good solution. Um, so I don't know. I like yeah, it's it's interesting to see what'll happen with them. They're I don't know, but it, they're just not. They're not exciting. Like, yeah, it, unless Tannehill, man. I mean, that's really the the linchpin, right? He, he's he's respectfully not a very good quarterback in this league anymore, yeah. and he takes up so much cap space. You almost, if you're a Titans fan, it's so shitty. But you almost want them to do really awful this year, get like a top three pick, and then pick a quarterback. In my mind, I, I think they invested enough. Well, I mean, Will Levis was what second or third round, so like. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you see what Levis has, and I don't want to see this. Let's let's go with a scenario that's not an injury. Like if Ryan Tannehill gets suspended, gets suspended for gambling. We all know that's not going to happen. But like Ryan Tannehill gets suspended for gambling, and then you have half a season to see what you've got and Will Levis. And like, yeah, that's actually and, not a bad and idea. And like maybe maybe like you have a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady situation, or you just know he's not the guy. And you can go in. You you suck the rest of the year, and then you go into the draft knowing you need a quarterback. Um, yeah, those those are also options. Um, so who knows? They will they will have the best in my mind, one of the best running back cores with Derrick Henry starting and, and Tajay Spears at Tulane backing him up as as a second down or third down back. Like there there's room there to be like blown away. But it's not 1980. Like I don't know that the Titans are going to come out and and win a Super Bowl running. The yeah, ball no. The and throw. and Derrick Henry the past three years has been less healthy more than he's been like a workhorse. Um, yeah. So like that trend is not going to all of a sudden go the other way. And even if it does, they're not going to overuse him because he is an older running back that they paid. Right. And he's as far as running backs go in the modern NFL, he is the most one dimensional of the like top of the line, top tier running backs um, that are getting paid like it because, you know, he doesn't give you uh, outside of like very designed screens um, that are basically pitches. Like, you don't, he doesn't really give you a lot in the passing game as an open field route runner. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They're just, I think we see more of the same boring football from the Titans and that may win more games than we expect or it may beautifully implode. Well, we'll see. Talk about uh, implosions here from last year. We'll start off, move over to the AFC West, finish up the AFC preview here. Uh, the Broncos. You want to start off? You want to? You want to kind of cover them? You want to talk about it? You want me to start? Uh, <laughs> having Sean Payton trash my Jets. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, that was. I like Sean Payton. That was that was tough to hear. Talk about another coach. I. <laughs> uh, here, I'll I'll start off. Look. Uh, the ugly, right? That last year, that was bad. What the Bra- what the Broncos went through was bad. Here's the good part, right? If you're a Broncos fan, you got a good offensive line. You got a quarterback who's a good a good offensive line. They added Mike McGlinchey to. Correct. You, you got Russell Wilson, who's a good quarterback. Don't fool yourself based on well, last year. Sorry, Don't I should you. correct that. McGlinchey is in. Their offensive line was very injured last year, so should be better. Should be much better. 
you know, you got you got Wilson who's who's doing well, and they got a good receiving core and a good secondary. The bad is that they they don't really have the front seven. Their their defense is going to struggle, but Sean Payton is, you know, a good coach. And really, I think the concern there is a new offensive and de- defensive coordinator along with a new head coach. I think that tempers expectations just a little bit. But Sean Payton's a veteran coach, so I don't know that they're really going to struggle. I, I think you'll see uh, more or less a marginal 180 with the Broncos. Um, I think the Chiefs and Chargers are, or I think the Chiefs are better on paper um, and the Chargers, honestly. But it wouldn't shock me if the Broncos made the playoffs this year. I I lean their over eight and a half wins just because of Sean Payton. Um, but I only lean that if you really think that Sean Payton is that good and Nathaniel Hackett was that bad, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, if Russell Wilson really is as bad as he was last year, this will not, none of this, what I'm saying, will matter because they will just be an awful, awful team. Um, as far as the rest of the division, if you're a Chiefs fan, your only concern because they basically have the same team is. Was Eric Bieniemy the mastermind behind their success, or was it a dual thing between him and Andy Reid, who's a great coach, or was it all Andy Reid and and you're fine, right? I think easily the Chiefs will handle this division for the most part, unless the the Chargers like really show me something um, that they haven't with their soul crushing losses over the past two years. Um, but I think the Chiefs, like, I don't think there's much else to say aside from perennial contender for the next ten years with Mahomes. Um, you know, great coaching, nothing much has changed. As far as the Raiders, vote of no confidence on my part. I don't love Garoppolo. I don't think he's above Derek Carr in any way. I don't see much improvement based on, um, you know, the offensive side of the ball, like who's playing aside from Jacoby Myers. Obviously, Devontae Adams still a huge threat um, to like even the best cornerback, right? But I don't know that the removal of Carr and the addition of Garoppolo makes the Raiders like some sort of contender against the Chiefs, Chargers, and a, a newly reformed Broncos team. And as far as the Chargers, I like the Chargers a lot. I, I think they're a good team. You know, I think Justin Herbert is, you could easily argue, is a top five quarterback in the league um, and an offensive line that, you know, ranks. 10th in the league and then I think they're running back and receiving core is like 11 and 12 right so they're a good team they're like a top 10 team in the league it's just that they've had so many soul crushing losses you know is that is that Brandon Staley's fault or is that just like the way the cookie crumbles for the past two years unfortunately and it has nothing to do with coaching right he's got a new OC so We'll see how the Chargers do. I'm hoping they do well. I I just I don't see them overcoming the Chiefs, um, but it wouldn't shock me if anybody but the Raider, like everybody in this division, could maybe possibly maybe make the playoffs. Uh, definitely Chiefs, but I think Chiefs walk away with this. I have over eleven and a half wins for the Chiefs as well, um, and I have over nine and a half wins for the Chargers. That bet is literally a bet hoping that Brandon Staley is not incompetent and that the Chargers will stop having these like awful, awful, awful last minute collapses. Um, I'm very low on this division outside of the Chiefs. 
Um, really? I I got smoked by the Chargers were my AFC pick last year. I ate the cheese, as did every offseason reporter. Um, I'm low on uh, I'm low on the Chargers this this year. I didn't Kellamore to Joe Lombardi is at best a lateral move. I don't think you're getting anything that much different or inventive scheme wise. Um, they get Slater back, which I think is a huge addition at left tackle to help protect Justin Herbert. They'll be good offensively. They added Eric Kendricks on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and they, uh, added a couple guys in the draft and, but JC Jackson was terrible, uh, last year and their secondary hasn't gotten, um, really better personnel wise. Um, and to me, I do think it's a Brendan Saley. I just, I see this, I would take the under on their nine and a half. Uh, maybe not the under, but I would take them to miss the playoffs. Um, because I just, I don't, especially when you look at the rest of the teams in the AFC, I just, I'm really, really low on this division outside of the Chiefs. Um I would say, though, if if the Chargers can stay healthy, like if Joey Bosa on the defense can stay healthy, I think that changes the dynamic of their defense, and I think that changes the dynamic of how we view some of those games at the end of the season where they kind of collapsed, right? I I think Brandon Staley's probably the weak link, but maybe he's not, and maybe like just bad things happen to the Chargers. Yeah, and and if they could stay healthy, they'll they'll be well and above what people expect. No, I think I think on paper you could talk yourself back into them, but I just uh, like. Is it, do bad things happen or like to the Chargers or do bad things happen to bad people? Like because they're the Chargers, like that because and two are, are like, is it just external bad things or is it because they're the Chargers? The they are the reason why bad things are happening, and right. I tend to to fall on the latter. I I'm low on the Broncos as well. I think it is a Russell Wilson problem. I don't think like Nathaniel Hackett could have like. I get it. His own personal quarterback coach and maybe being too catering to the players. Fine. Like you can get to a certain point of mediocrity, but the biggest selling point that we've gotten on the Broncos is that they bring in Sean Payton and his offense. Um, the offensive line should be healthier and his weapons should be back. Well, he's already lost Tim Patrick to IR. KJ Hamler stepped away for a heart issue. Um, and I just, Overall, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to rebound to the quarterback that he was in Seattle immediately. Um, because with Tim Patrick and Hamler gone, part of the reason he was so successful is because of how well he threw the deep ball. Um, and there's nobody to throw the deep ball to. That's um, besides yeah. Jerry Judy, I guess. Yeah, no, he's, um, he can he can probably have a pretty good season. But besides that, like. Yeah, Russell Wilson was one of the worst quarterbacks on short yard throws in the entire league last year. Um, I would be interested to see how – he was also one of the worst at um, sacks under pressure. So he's just – that's one of those – shout-out to Mina Khan for that stat. She, like, he's not going to get more elusive as he gets older. So, like, you're betting on the offensive line to take strides forward. You're betting on scheme to, to make his life easier. They get Javante Williams back in the backfield, but – I, I don't know. I just don't see the the crazy improvement from like a top of the draft team up to uh, up to a playoff contender. I think they're going to be mid range, mediocre at best. I think eight and a half wins. I could totally see an under. I could see a you know seven and ten, eight and nine sort of season. 
Um, and same thing with, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Raiders are going to be terrible. Um, so like on, on the whole, I just, I would take, uh, like each, each team, like definitely the Broncos and I think the Chargers too, to miss the playoffs. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if only one team gets out of the AFC West and that's the Chiefs. Now, um, I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC um, because they're in part because I'm low on the rest of the division. I think their overall schedule will play out a lot easier, which will they'll be prepared in the war of attrition that's going to go on against the teams in the AFC North and the AFC East, who I've already said I think are going to comprise the majority of the rest of the playoff team. Um, so yeah, I think overall, yeah, the Chiefs will be fine. Their their offensive line without Orlando Brown Jr. will be slightly worse. They've lost some weapons on the outside, um, but it's Patrick Mahomes. And until Patrick Mahomes doesn't do it, you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Their defense should be about as good as it was last year, um, which clearly won the Super Bowl. So, oh, And they'll make some moves in the middle of the season. They'll make some adjustments. They always do. I think it, losing the enemy – I don't think the enemy's a bad coach, but I think they succeed on offense because of Andy Reid, not because of Eric. Yeah. Reed. So, okay. um, I think overall I would hammer the chiefs over because I'm so low on the rest of the division. Um, take the, the chiefs, the chiefs should get the one seed because of this division. Overall. I think that, yeah, they, you, you'd be crazy and not take the chiefs to win the AFC again, to win this division again. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, aside of that, you can keep the rest of the AFC West for me. I'm not a fan of the rest of these teams. That's fair. I get, I could I could see your logic in that. I think where we differ, I'm just a little higher on the Chargers, and I know that's kind of a mistake in some regards. Um, I was there. I was right there with you last year. And yeah, just, no, I know. Maybe that's maybe that's me just being like this team burned me last year, so screw them. But I like if they had gone out and they'd gotten somebody like if they had gotten Ben Johnson from the Lions to be their OC. Or like somebody who you know is going to bring a scheme that that you're going to say, I can see why instead of Joe Lombardi doing Joe Lombardi things, they are going to be much better. Kellen Moore is not moving the needle to me where I go, Justin Herbert's going to be content because their offense was already good. So like you haven't solved the problems. The problem, that which was really, really with them on defense. Yeah, it's defense and game management. And like, and that's the the Chargers' problems. So, like, and you haven't solved any of them. Besides adding Eric Kendricks and a couple guys in the draft, like, you haven't solved the personnel problems. You haven't – Brandon Staley runs that defense. You haven't solved the schematic problems. And it's still the same guy making the fourth down calls, taking timeouts, doing all the things that game managers do. So, yeah, forgive me if I'm just not high on the Chargers, like, bouncing back and turning into the team we all thought they'd be last year. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Run me down uh, who you think is going to take the AFC, who you think the divisional matchups will be, or who you think, rather, the AFC championship matchup will be, who do you think wins each division, and then who you think makes it in the wild card. All right. So I've already said I think the Chiefs win the AFC. I think the Chiefs will play a team they haven't played um, so far in the AFC championship game. And I think the most likely sources are going to be either – like. There's only three teams to me that really come to mind, and that's the Ravens, the Jets, or the Dolphins. I think one of those teams will find a way in. Um, I I'm high on the Bills, and I think there's certainly a world where the Bills win this win this conference. Um, it's just I 
I'm concerned with what I've seen from Doug McDermott and from that defense, especially in the playoffs. They just – it feels like they have a lot of mental scar tissue that they're going to have to get over. And I think yeah. the only way they do that is really they're – I don't see a way that they avoid both the Bengals and the Chiefs before the AFC Championship game, but that might be the best-case scenario for them. Um, like if if Burrow doesn't win the division this year, it, like he's one of the, the – He's the first wild card and the Ravens win the division. And so the Bills win the division and it's like a two, three sort of matchup uh, on conference or on the, the divisional weekend. Um, maybe that's how the Bills get into the AFC championship game with enough confidence to say, you know, they have a chance to beat the Chiefs or the Bengals. Um, so, but overall, I think I do think that the, we see a new contender arise, and maybe Tua is healthy by the time they get to the playoffs. And they they were pretty close last year. They gave the Bills a hell of a ride in uh, in Buffalo, um, in the playoffs last year, right? That was or yeah. was that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Overall, I, I think we see a new contender. So, give me one of those three teams, um, and then overall, I would say I think division winners. I'll I'll take the Dolphins because I said that um, the I'll go with the I said the Bengals, the Jags and the Chiefs. I think your playoff teams then are uh, the Jets, the Bills and the Bengals. Um, and it shakes out from there. But I think it, it's still the Chiefs again. Uh, they win it over a new team, in the AFC Championship game. Um, and Mahomes is still Mahomes. Interesting. I, I I'm somewhat similar. I'll I'll throw a curveball. My voice keeps cracking, so I apologize. Um, so I think the AFC Championship matchup is going to be Bills Bengals, um, and I'll tell you why. I think I think I, the, I think the Chiefs are a very good team. I think losing the enemy might throw a wrench in like how they prepare. I think he's a very good OC. I think losing him should mean something. I don't think they just sleepwalk. Essentially through the playoffs into the Super Bowl like it sometimes feels that they do. Um, and it 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 is hard to go back and repeat. So uh, that alone for me, I have Bills-Bengals uh, with the Bills having the bye, uh, which is how I think they kind of get there. As far as division winners, uh, I think Bills-Bengals-Chiefs-Jags. I think Bills one, Chiefs two, uh, Bengals three, and Jags four as far as like record rankings there um and then i think the wild card actually i think the jets make it i think the ravens make it and i'm actually not as high on miami um i think just with the concussion and the injury that tua had i think there's i don't know if it's scientifically that he's more likely to get a concussion oh no he absolutely is okay yeah so like i just if you're going off of injury luck, and we don't want anybody to get an injury, but if you're no. going off of injury luck, I think the Chargers are either that seventh or sixth team making it into the wild card. And I think once you get there, you know, it's anybody's it's anybody's game after that. Um, so yeah, those are those are my seven, and I think, like I said, Bills Bills head to the Super Bowl, but but obviously a tough thing to project, uh, like. 18 weeks before it happens plus playoffs, but uh, all right. So that's been our AFC preview. Thank you for turning in, uh, listen in and tune in for the NFC preview, which will uh, be recorded here in a moment. Thanks again.